Welcome to the Life and Ball Podcast. We give your game life. It is Saturday morning, 7.45. We're going to talk NBA basketball today. We're going to continue the LeBron-Jordan debate. And we're going to talk about a lot of different things to look forward to when we have the conversation of the legacy of LeBron James. First thing I want to say is it's actually been a lot of fun to hear a lot of people on mainstream media talk about it. You know, everybody gives their little spin and just a lot of attention behind the conversation. What we are in right now is a situation where more people need to be interested because the ratings were just horrible for the NBA Finals. And I just think that the one thing you worry about if you're a basketball person like myself, you you worry that, you know, we could go back to Stuff like what happened in the 70s where, you know, they were having a hard time getting fans. We, we already are in a pandemic where we haven't been able to have fans. So viewership and ratings is pushing this thing. And clearly it, it didn't go very well. Um, so the conversation when we continue to have it, I hope when we have it, we, we have it because we want the game to continue to flourish. I mean, I think that that's part of the thing that when I do it because... I had a basketball career. I have a lot of basketball friends. You know, we, we can have these debates and say, well, you know, look at the viewership. LeBron can't even get viewership. But in the end, it goes, now this is kind of scary. We want that to pump up. We want that to pump up. We don't want this to sit back and be in a situation where um, people are just not as interested as they should be. Now, I think the NBA has to do a lot of things differently, and I'm going to talk about that today on the show. But I, I think that, we as people, because there's a lot of us that support the game and love the game, and we've actually had a hand in the game, we have to continue to want people excited and interested. And, and I think that we've just got a great game right now. I think we've got some fantastic players. I, I think that there's a lot of things that the NBA, again, needs to do differently because I think more people will watch. And it's a crucial time. You know, we remember back... And we're not in that position of the 70s, obviously, yet. But we could be. When the NBA just needed to be saved. It needed a face. And it, it just it was in a bad, bad place. And, you know, you remember Larry and Magic came at the perfect time and saved NBA basketball. And, and they did. They saved it because it was going downhill. It was just not exciting for people. There was a lot of issues uh, I, I think there was race issues still going on, clearly. I mean, I know that we still have the same type of struggles, but in the 70s, I think that you know it was very known on why people weren't watching. And uh, it, it became this rivalry with Magic and Larry. It, it, it was perfect. I think, it, obviously, it was a little perfect because you got a white player versus an African-American player. I think that it was needed at the time. I think it brought people closer together, though. And I think it boosted up you know, revenue, and it, it just started this new NBA that we're in now. You know, obviously Michael Jordan takes the reins and takes it over and, and sends it to unprecedented levels. And Michael Jordan took it to the level where even his documentary can draw millions and millions of views. I think that says a lot about his career and his legacy. <clears throat> we have to understand this with LeBron. LeBron James is the modern-day superstar and I'm in a, in a cool age I'm in a cool age because being in my mid-30s I grew up a Jordan fan you know I'm the same age than LeBron James is 
So, I, so LeBron came up idolizing Michael Jordan, probably, or wanting to be Jordan, or wanting to be the guys in that era. Wanting to be better than those guys. That's pretty cool. That's a, that's a pretty cool thing. You know, Kobe Bryant was, was kind of in that, you know, LeBron had to pass Kobe, right? That The conversation was, you know, LeBron is not better than Kobe Bryant. The thing that's going to hurt LeBron in all this is, is this is something that just not a lot of people have spoken about. And a lot of it's not his fault. That's, that's the, the hard part for me. Because when you really look at it, LeBron didn't have that, that here's the reins handoff situation. Where Michael Jordan, you know, everybody thought it was Magic in Larry's League. And Michael Jordan said, okay, it's 91, Magic, they get the Lakers. I think I can get him now. I think the, I think the, the torch should be passed, right? Magic was not willing to just give it to him. You know, we watch the Dream Team shows. We see all these things. Magic didn't want to give it to him. Larry was like, no, you need to give it to him. He, this is his league now. Michael had that torch being passed situation. LeBron James never had that. LeBron James didn't play Kobe in the finals and beat him. Kobe didn't get there, remember? You know, the, the, the Spurs swept LeBron. The, the many times, you know, LeBron was close with the Cavs when, when Kobe was winning, but they couldn't get to the finals. We never got that Kobe versus LeBron finals. And that could have been something that really, like, put LeBron to the top quicker. And we, maybe we wouldn't even be having this discussion. Maybe Michael Jordan wouldn't be brought up. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm a diehard Jordan fan, guys, but, but listen, Jordan... You know, if, if LeBron plays Kobe, and I know these are a lot of what-if scenarios, and we, don't, we can't have this, but just, just imagine this, I guess. If, if LeBron gets to the finals and, you know, win or lose, and he just is the better player. You can tell he's, he's the better overall player than Kobe. There's no debate. His numbers were better when they were matched up. You know, he played better on him. Uh, you know, LeBron's better. People could say that. I know people still believe that even when they didn't play against each other but there was always that question you know is he even better than Kobe I mean that was the question that people would ask and I I think that's a lot of the problems that LeBron James has as far as his legacy when you try to compare him to people like Jordan these are the problems that he just didn't have that situation where Kobe says here you go man this is your league LeBron had to figure out what type of moves can I make to put me on that level of the conversation with Jordan, Magic, Larry, Kobe? You know, what can put me on that level? You know, let's not knock LeBron, LeBron for leaving Cleveland. I posted this not too long ago, guys. LeBron was never going to be able to do anything in that terrible organization. No offense to Cleveland Cavalier fans. That organization has never been able to get it done. And LeBron James is by far, clearly, we know, is the greatest thing that ever happened to that organization and will be the greatest thing that ever happened to that organization. They just couldn't get it done. You know, the, Cleveland had a lot of good teams, guys. You know, when they had Mark Price, Brad Doherty, Larry Nance, Jared Wilkins, you know, Ron Harper played for the Cavs early years, remember? Craig Elo, poor Craig Elo. Those teams were really good. They just could never win anything. 
And then after that, they were, they were just bad. I mean, they could just never do anything. They couldn't make playoffs. They, they were just a bad organization. LeBron James comes in and, and catapulted that organization. You know, Colin Coward made a good statement. You know, he said, well, you know, you know LeBron just needs a ball. Michael, you know, needed Scott. He needed Phil. That's a ridiculous statement. You know, LeBron didn't just need a ball. LeBron needed to make a move to Miami. He needed another couple superstars. He needed Pat Riley, somebody who can lead him and be a mentor. He needed a young, up-and-coming, hungry coach like Eric Spolstra. He needed Ray Allen to come in and hit, hit a big shot. He needed Chris Bosh to be a good power forward for him. He needed Wade to take over at times. LeBron James needed a lot more than just a ball. Everybody does, though. That's not a knock on LeBron James, but let's just not seem. Let's just not make it seem like LeBron. You just get LeBron and you're going to win. It hasn't happened. He's lost a lot. You can't lie. You can't blatantly lie. So when Colin Coward makes a statement, all LeBron needs is a ball, is the furthest thing from the truth. LeBron James had needed a lot of things to become a champion. And we're going to talk about those things today. So the move to Miami, I blame that solely on the Cleveland Cavaliers. They never made the moves. They never drafted properly. They never brought in good enough players properly. LeBron James needed another star on his team. They never could make the moves. They never paid certain guys enough. They just figured that they felt like Colin Coward. They thought, just, just give LeBron a ball and he'll just make everybody better and we'll win multiple championships. LeBron James... You can give him a ball and he can do a lot of good things, but you can't win a championship unless he has a couple other really good players with him. That's been proven. We have the facts. Every single one of his championships, he's had a couple really, really good players on his team. I think this year is an exception. I think Anthony Davis is the only star on his team with him. I think they had a lot of good pieces. I think playoff Rondo was huge, but I think a lot of it has to do with circumstances in the bubble. And again, LeBron gets cheated on this again because this isn't his fault. But what he really needed this year, I'll tell you what he needed. He needed the Clippers to win. He needed the Clippers to win so he could beat Kawhi. And then we could just not talk about Kawhi anymore. You know, that's not LeBron's fault. That's the Clippers' fault. But, But that's what hurts LeBron's legacy. What hurts his legacy is the fact that he can't seem... To have a situation where it's cut and dry, like yeah, he he went out there, he outplayed that guy, he's the greatest, he's the best, and man, you just bow down to the king. And this now this hasn't been the situation for him. You know, the one time it happened was when he played the Thunder when KD was up and coming, and you know that team was looking really good. They got Russell Westbrook. You know, they got KD, they got a, a James Harden coming in and playing excellent basketball. You know, they had Derek Fisher, a proven winner. It was a really good OKC Thunder team. LeBron is, is moved and motivated probably from a terrible finals appearance against the Mavs. We're questioning him. People just don't think he has it. And then he outplayed Kevin Durant, purely. I mean, it, it, was, it was blatant. It was right in front of us. He, he was the best player on the floor. And he's the MVP. You know, you, those are the things that LeBron has not been able to do enough, and I think it's hurt his legacy. But with something that isn't brought up enough, and I think it's because the move Kevin Durant made. But when you look at 
Kevin Durant matched up against LeBron. And, and you, you know, everybody's into numbers, so I'm going to read some for you. You know, 2017, Kevin Durant averages 35-8-5. He's the finals MVP on LeBron's watch. You can say whatever you want. You can say, well, he, you know, he, he teamed up with a great team. But it's funny to me because I always laugh when people say the Warriors were such a great team. It was unfair because they just ripped Draymond Green to shreds now. They, they, you know, they say Draymond's trash. We knew it. We knew he wasn't any good. Well, if he wasn't any good, then how could you say the Warriors were, were stacked up if, if Draymond was that terrible? You know, or we, they always had the comparison, you know, Steph's not that good, right? Steph's, you know, he's a system player. He's only good off the ball screens. He's not that great. Well, if he's not that great, then LeBron surely can beat Draymond Green and Steph with Kyrie and Kevin Love. Surely. Certainly he can. Well, Clay. Well, Clay's the difference because Clay can really shoot and he's unbelievable. Okay, so how many things are you going to say to try to justify that LeBron lost in the finals? I mean, that's the big problem I have with people is you can't just come up with all these different scenarios when you lose to make the player better than the other guy. Point blank, period, when you look at Kevin Durant in that first finals, 35-8-5 on LeBron's watch, you can't not mention that. You can't not mention that. Now, 2018, I think, is a little different. You know, LeBron maybe doesn't have enough help. And, and by the way, that, that game one performance LeBron had, and, and I think that 2018 finals LeBron, that whole playoff run, he was just amazing. He was just absolutely fantastic. And it was really like, wow, you know, this guy is really leading this team. And honestly, I did not think he was going to do it, guys. You know, you remember... They were in a game seven versus the Pacers, and honestly, if the if the officials called a little differently, LeBron may have lost in that first round series because Indiana was giving them the business, and it was tough. LeBron did not have a good team in eighteen. That was a bad basketball team. You know, they had love, but they they didn't have nearly enough to make a run, and LeBron really carried that group. So, credit to him. You know, and I think we all kind of knew the Warriors were just way too good, and they were going to you know, dominate the Cavs in that series, which they did. They swept them. But I think we can't not look at the Game 3 performance that Kevin Durant had when he scored 43, had 13 rebounds and 7 assists. So you could say what you want about LeBron doesn't have enough help against that team. He needs better players. But when you look at a guy that he's matched up with or pretty much the same position is putting up 43, 13, and 7 on your watch. I have a hard time with your legacy a little bit when you want to say greatest of all time. And I, I think that's what people just have to understand with this debate. It's not a debate on LeBron's greatness. It's a LeBron on, Le, you know, a, a debate on LeBron's goatness. You know, it's Nobody can question how great LeBron James is as a basketball player. If you are, you, you are just the epitome of a hater because he's just an amazing player. And he's just done so much well. But when you talk about greatest of all time type you know, talk and who is the best ever and who is in the top five and you have all these crazy conversations, which really are pointless, but it's kind of fun because you want to look back at players' career. His legacy in that conversation of having a GOAT tag is really hard for us. When you look at all these things that have happened, 
The cool thing about LeBron James is something that a few people have said, but not enough. This guy might be able to keep going for more years. I mean, that's the one thing that's interesting. When people talk about longevity, that's a whole other conversation. Like LeBron might have the most, you know, the best longevity of you know of all the great players. I mean, I don't think that's going to be in question. I mean, I think Jordan, at the same age when when he won the finals, you know, he was still at the top of his game, still fantastic. And look what happened there. It, you know, the Bulls were falling apart. They were about to be, you know, destroyed. He said, you know, I'm not going to deal with this. You know, when people say LeBron controls the narrative, well, Michael Jordan did too. Michael Jordan controlled the narrative by saying, you know what, I'm not going to play for another coach besides Phil Jackson. This has worked out for me. I have the choice and and I can do what I want, right? So he says, you know what, I'm, I'm out. I, I hit the last shot for my organization. We won the championship. I won my sixth ring. What, what else do I have to prove? Um... I'm certainly not going to play for this organization if, if Scotty's gone and, and all these pieces are gone. Michael Jordan controlled the narrative, no question as well. But that was an organization ready to just move on. Heads clashing, money issues as far as not Scotty wants more, and, and there was just a lot of things going on there. Michael Jordan controlled the narrative. You know, and, and by leaving, he had more years left. He could have played... A few more years, and if he had, would have had another couple good players with him, he probably could have maybe won another championship. Also, he could have ran into the San Antonio Spurs and maybe have lost. So there's a lot of what-ifs there. Jordan controlled that narrative and said, I'm done with the Bulls. I've, I've done my, my time here. Uh, six rings, 13 seasons, pretty good career. Uh, pretty hard to top you know, a game-winning shot in your last game ever. You know, this, this looks good. I think Michael had to come back because of a lot of reasons, but we can't not forget when he came back. Guess who the torch was passed to? It was passed to Kobe. You know, Michael said, you know, Kobe scored 42 on him and on his team in one half. And people started realizing it's done. Jordan's done. You look, man. You're not the same, Michael. You know, the the ability for you to come back was remarkable. Shouldn't have come back. You you know, if you look at Michael Jordan retiring in 2003, he came in the league in 84. He had two different retirements with the Bulls and then had his last retirement with the Wizards. LeBron James came in the league in 2003. Three, right? You just remember, you know, he, he's coming in 2003, 2004. He graduated the same year as me. This is a little history lesson for you guys. LeBron James has never took a year off. He's only been hurt once. And then he'll be coming into 2021, and he'll play another year after that. Believe me, he's not done. He'll be into 19 seasons, and that technically was the 19th season of Jordan in the NBA if he wouldn't have retired. Michael Jordan played 15 seasons. LeBron James is going into his 18th season. Longevity, LeBron wins that argument. You can't argue it. It's just a fact. It's a number. And LeBron James, you could even say he's more durable. You know, I made a conversation with a buddy of mine earlier. I said, any person that had a, a position of power with an organization in basketball would probably draft LeBron over Jordan. 
you see a guy who's a physical specimen, you, you, you think of the future, he, he's taller, he's bigger, he's stronger. I mean, what was the thing when Jordan came in? He, you know, a lot of people, what were they saying? You know, I don't think he's going to dominate. He's not a seven-footer. Everybody felt that way back in the day. That if you weren't a seven-footer, you weren't going to dominate. You know, Rod Thorne said, you know, do we wish he was 7-1? Yes, but, you know, he's not. I mean, Jordan had a different path on LeBron. LeBron came in as the Messiah, the king, the next big thing. Jordan came in and, like he would describe it, lowest man on the totem pole. So we relate to that situation, most of us. The having to earn it, that's most of us Americans. So I think that's part of it, too. I think that's a different conversation, but that's definitely part of it. But LeBron James, as far as legacy, you know, I'm getting to the play for player. That's going to be a totally different conversation that you guys aren't ready for here in this show. But the legacy conversation is LeBron's legacy is tarnished a little, and a lot of it's not his fault. I would say 80% of it's not his fault. He never got to beat Kobe in the finals. He never got to match up against him, period. He's lost to KD a few times when KD hits the shot on game three, the dagger. You know, he, he's had the bad finals against the Mavericks. He's had to join forces with Miami and then not two, three, four, five, six. No, actually, it is going to be just two. They lost two times. They lost to the Spurs, too, remember? People forget that. They lost in five games. Ran them off the court. LeBron played pretty well. LeBron's finals averages, last thing I'm going to do with numbers because all of you guys love numbers, his finals averages are remarkable. 28.4 28.4 points per game, 10.2 rebounds, 7.8 assists per game, and 55 games in the NBA Finals. LeBron James' numbers are absolutely fantastic. But the legacy is tarnished because of a couple things. And that's just okay. You know, like the legacy talk and the who's the greatest debate, those are opinions. But the facts are, I mean, you, you can't not see. The losses. You can't not notice other players shining on his time. Where nobody should, you know, nobody shine on Jordan like that. You know, when when he's, you know, you could say, well, this team wasn't as good as that team. You can compare all these things all day long. But the fact is very simple. When Jordan's in the NBA Finals and they get there, he won six in a row, six times, I should say, not in a row, but three, you know, two three peats, and he's the Finals MVP every time. Nobody took that from him when he was there you can talk about first round exits early on in the career you can talk about losing to the bad boys certainly that's part of his path could that be in a conversation of jordan's legacy absolutely it's his story but his legacy doesn't fall shorter than lebron's because of lebron losing the way he did and that's just what it is so LeBron's legacy isn't over, though. So this will be interesting because a lot of things could change the next few years, and that's what makes it fun. But let's get to player versus player because I think people really need to hear this, and this is just something that um, a few people have mentioned but not a lot, and I'm going to break it down quite simply to you guys. Um, player versus player, that they, they, they're matched up on each other. It's, it's just a, it's, it's a no competition. You know, Michael Jordan was a better one-on-one basketball player than LeBron James. I mean, it, it's not up for debate. 
Anybody that's a basketball enthusiast, purist, if you watch both players, Jordan was much more technically sound, much more fundamental, was was just as athletic in some areas. He could jump just as high. Um, he was quicker. Um, people say LeBron's bigger, stronger, faster. I think he's faster in a straight line. If you want to say stronger, basketball's a weird sport, guys. This isn't a powerlifting competition. This is some guys may not look as strong, but they play stronger. I mean, Kobe made it clear when he, what did he say? You know, I like to bang against LeBron. He's not a banger, and I like to bang on Kobe. was not nearly as strong as Jordan. And I love Kobe. Rest in peace to Kobe. I mean, I, he's missed. Kobe was fantastic. More people should watch Kobe Bryant. Talk about technically sound. He may have been more technical than Jordan. But Jordan had the combination of power, fundamentals, skill, shooting ability, scoring at will ability, killer instinct, and the ability on defense to lock you down when he needed to. LeBron James does not have that at Jordan's level. It's just when you watch them both play, guys, LeBron can't guard like Michael. I've said this numerous times. If you guys have watched him, he's a roamer on defense. He's not a lockdown man-to-man defender. I will say this to his defense. He played pretty darn good defense in the bubble at times. I think that little break helped LeBron. That's not an excuse for LeBron. You still got to go out there. You still got to defend. You still got to win. LeBron really did play better at times on defense when he was matched up with certain players. If you match him up against Jordan, it's just, just no. There's there's no competition. Michael's a better one-on-one player. If you put the teams against each other, you know, and you put Jordan's Bulls against any LeBron team he's ever played for. So the cards are kind of even, right? You know, it, Jordan matched up on LeBron. I, I, LeBron could not guard Michael Jordan. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Could LeBron James score on Jordan? Yes, people score on each other. But matched up one-on-one, who would get the better of that matchup? Michael Jordan all the time. There's no way. I think Scottie Pippen would have gave... LeBron James, a lot of problems. I really do. But if you match up LeBron versus Jordan, you know the the, the technicality, the the way Jordan was, and you know, and, and Jordan doesn't even travel, guys. LeBron travels a lot. You know, Jordan would have beat him with with fundamentals. You know, he wouldn't have had to do anything extra. He would have got to that mid range spot, fadeaway jumper all day long. He would have been able to go by him. And then he would have been able to contain LeBron on defense more than LeBron ever could contain him. So when people have this greatest of all time, I mean, I think the only thing you can talk about is, is the legacy because player versus player, it's just not a good conversation, guys. Anybody that really knows basketball, Michael Jordan was just way too good. I mean, this dude could do things with the ball. He had the hands, he could shot fake and palm it, and you're jumping, and he has the ball in his hands still. I mean, there was just things he has done when you watch him, guys, nobody's been able to do. Nobody's been able to emulate the way that guy could play. Unbelievable finisher. Great free throw shooter. LeBron has a hard time at the free throw line at times. LeBron James is a better passer. LeBron James's basketball IQ is, is through the roof. It's, it's probably the greatest I've ever seen. I mean, he's on the IQ of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. Those three guys I look at, I think their basketball IQs, especially offensively, 
is unbelievable. LeBron is kind of like in a defense. He likes to roam around, direct guys, but man on man, he, he's not a better player than Jordan. So that's where I always have the problem with. You, know, you match him up against each other in a game, I, I just think Jordan outplays him. As far as leading a team, any team, yeah, there's, there's a different debate we could have another day because LeBron's up there. But as far as legacy, Jordan's is not as tarnished, obviously. And as far as player versus player, it's, it's just a no-brainer for me. You know, imagine LeBron having to check Michael on the wing or up top, wherever. He's not going to be able to stay in front of him. He probably would fall out. He couldn't guard the guy. And Jordan would do a better job on him. That's just my input. Look, you guys can give me your feedback. I think these are fun debates. It keeps the conversation going. Thanks for tuning in. Life and Ball Podcast, we give your game life. Share, like, comment, and we will continue this legacy talk with LeBron James.